This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 43, Spring Clean. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. And I'm not sure if you've already noticed, but this episode might sound a little differently than they do on the norm. I'm trying a little something different. In the spirit of the Spring Clean, I am actually recording this episode with my iPhone headphones while I clean. Because I still have tons to do and wanted to make sure I had time to get this episode in. In this week's episode, I've got some knitting, a little bit of spinning, a fibery review, a little update on my spring cleaning progress, and, of course, we should kick this off with some updates. The only update I've got this week is that the annual Repurpose Along starts this Sunday. That's Sunday, March 20th, and that's probably the day that I will get this episode uploaded. And it runs through April 22nd which is Earth Day, or the world observance of Earth Day, to be a little bit more precise. Now, as I mentioned last week, I am going to start a thread where everybody can post their progress. And I know that everybody may be Ravelry members, and if you are not, fear not, because the plan is to start a Flickr group so you can post your photos there. So, the intent of the Repurpose Along is just to get us all thinking about how we can put some of those items to use that are just sitting around our house and might otherwise go to waste. I know that during my spring clean, I have unearthed about six men's shirts that are desperately calling out to become bags and such. So that's one of my repurpose along projects that I'll be taking on in the next month. And as for prizes go for participation, everyone who posts a photo of a finished repurposed project, no matter what it is, will be entered into a drawing to win probably one of two things. I will finalize these in the next week or so, but the first of which is likely a book on green crafting, but I haven't decided which one. And the second will likely be, and the second will be one of the bags that I produce during my repurpose efforts. And it's really, really simple. If you have questions about whether or not your efforts or your projects qualify as repurpose, feel free to ask in the Ravelry thread that I'm going to post on the board or send me a personal message and I will discuss it with you. Now, from where I sit, repurposing can be anything. Last year, I took some old candle jars and cleaned them out really good and now I store buttons in them and ribbon. Total repurpose project. It kept those glass containers out of the landfill and helped me clean up my shelves a little bit. Totally totally a repurpose project. Also, there's always refashioning. I know last year some folks turned some old t-shirts into bags, some old t-shirts into lounge pants for kids and things like that. Totally worthy projects. So repurpose, refashion, breathe new life into those old items that you've got sitting around the house. And that's what this project is all about. So happy repurposing to all of you, and I can't wait to see what we come up with this year. That's all I've got for updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. This week in Spin a Tale, I do not have a cute little quippy story for you. 
but what I do have is pretty much, I just wanted to chat a bit about what my spring cleaning entails. I call it spring cleaning, but typically I do it about twice a year, once in the spring and once when the weather turns from summer to fall. And that is one of those cleaning sessions that really takes like everything out of you. It's like a major workout, if you know what I mean. I don't know if any of the rest of you do this, but I go through the whole house, pull all the furniture away from the walls, and like clean everything. There are no cobwebs, there are no dust on our baseboards, everything. I pull out all of the drawers from my dresser and reorganize all my t-shirts and things like that and go, okay, I haven't worn this in a year, it's gone. And I do that quite a bit. That's a steadfast rule I have for my shoes, unless they're dress shoes. If they're casual shoes and I haven't worn them in a year, they are out. I donate them to charity. And well, these days, my, uh, my teenager is hoping to get some of my shoes, but we'll have to see. I think I'm gonna buy her lots of nice shoes when she reaches size eight and a half, because I can imagine she'll quickly outgrow those and I will get to inherit them. But back on topic. So that's what I've been doing for this entire week. My husband had spring break off of school, so I took the entire week off and have pretty much just been running errands with him and in between working out, I've been deep cleaning, big time. The biggest project, of course, is always the master suite, primarily because no one else goes in there but me and my husband. Like when we have company over and there's a stack of something we don't know what to do with in the living room, it ends up piled on the big chair in the master bedroom, you know, so we can deal with it later. We just rarely deal with it later. So that's the worst part about that chair is that it totally ends up completely piled with stuff. And this is standard chore trying to keep that thing clean for sure. And right now I am standing here staring at three large bags of children's clothes that need to go to charity, two large boxes of toys, a printer that never got opened, and a couple suitcases that no longer have a use for us. And those are all in the master bedroom right now, waiting to be dealt with. They're neatly out of the way, in a corner that I've already cleaned, but they still, I have no idea when we're gonna get those out of here. Hopefully by the end of this weekend, that'll all be taken care of. But that's really the way I've been spending my days, cleaning, lots and lots of cleaning. Not that I mind, it's kind of quiet. The kids are at school, my husband's been studying a bit, even though he's been on spring break, he still has a test this coming Monday. So that kind of kept him out of my hair. And it's kind of like a meditative time for me, you know? I got the music on or listening to my favorite podcasts and I'm just chilling, getting things done. And nobody is there to bother me. I quite enjoy it. Well, and that's really all I've got this week for Spin a Tail. Lots and lots of spring cleaning. And hopefully by next week, I'll get to report back that I got it all done and I am thoroughly happy with the progress that I made. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. And this week, spinning my wheels has really, really been productive, even though it doesn't feel like I've gotten too much accomplished. So I have moved my cleaning into the craft room, which I don't know if that's a mistake or not, because I might be in here for like the rest of the day if I really get into a groove on this. The craft room is, is always a mess. I can't help myself. My daughter said that the other day. I said, oh, excuse the mess. She goes, well, mom, it is your craft room. So I guess it's kind of the standard. I have a bad habit of not putting things back where I've got them, especially in my space, you know? 
but I think I'll get over that. So in spinning my wheels, I've been doing a, a lot of stuff. Knitting, I've really been chugging away on that tank top, and I got all the way back to the place that I had been before, before I had to rip back, and got through it. By the time I reached there, I actually had all of, I had the right stitch count and was very happy with my progress. And the construction on this tank top is extremely, extremely interesting. So I'm pretty sure that the cast on edge is going to become this little button placket down the front. And I just switched from increasing for 20 rows to decreasing for 22 rows. And I think that, that little corner where I changed from increase to decrease is going to be like the top of the shirt where the tank top straps attach. Yes, I did not read the entire pattern before I uh, I kicked it off. I read most of it, just just not all of it. You know how it goes. These things happen. So anyway, that's really the only knitting I've gotten done. I have to get that finished. I have to get it finished. And I need to get it done in time for camp, and I always do this to myself. I don't know why, but I do. And it's just one of those things. So that's really all that's going on on the knitting tip. I actually got a ton of spinning done. Well, not a ton. I plied the five samples, and I will talk about that later, and put my spin on it, as promised. And then the rest of my crafting time for this week has really been taken up by sewing. So, sewing. I have some good news. I had a major accomplishment that, you know, over the past year, you've heard that I never thought I would manage. I conquered a zipper. That's right. And I did it all by myself. So what I ended up doing was just, I picked this cute fabric that I liked, and I decided I was going to make a new case for my circular needles, my Knit Pick circular needles. I had mentioned it before, but those needles, the plastic case that they came in, fell apart. Like, the zipper stopped zipping properly, and shortly thereafter, the pull completely broke off of it. And I've just been kind of carrying this ratty thing around because I didn't have anything else to to swap it out with. So I made my own. Basically it is just like a cosmetic style bag about nine inches wide and I think like seven and a half inches tall. And that bag I put in, I basically just took a strip of fabric and sewed it into the lining and then you know portioned it out to hold the needles. And it worked out perfectly. I got the zipper in it's not so atrociously ugly that I want to throw it in the trash. It makes me extremely happy, and I feel super proud of myself that I actually managed to get that done. Because, I, you know, I was being a huge wimp about the whole thing, but I got it in, and I love it. The bag is super cute. It's got like a little two and a half, maybe three inch bottom on it, a little flat bottom, and it makes me so happy. So, like, I totally distracted myself by, like, setting my mind to making that bag, and I kind of delayed the sucker sewing. I really need to get those bags for my daughter's math class done before Monday, this coming Monday, and I'm almost there. But I really, I spent like three days on this bag, like here and there between cleaning and stuff, and I could have been using that time on the sucker sewing, but I didn't. You know, it was like my little spring break as well, so I kind of let myself get sucked into that, which is fine with me, and I'm super happy. But then, so like for the last two and a half days, three days, I've really been trying to focus on the sucker sewing. I haven't done much else of anything. You know, like I'll sit down and like sew a series of side seams on one of the bags and then, you know, walk away and go do a load of laundry or something. And pretty much I have to, 
like I mentioned, they're like little side saddle bags. So it's got like a strap on the top back portion of the bag that is going to be wrapped around a bar on a kid's desk and Velcroed into place. And that is the last portion I need to do is attach that. And in an effort to conserve fabric, what I decided to do was do like a fray edge every chance I had. Like there's a pocket on the front of the bag. I totally just attached it. And when I wash it, the edges will fray nicely. And it should look cute and stylish, but not cute because it's just, ugh, the fabric is awful. But what are you going to do? It was free, right? So those bags should be done. I should be finished with all the sewing, with the exception of attaching the Velcro today. And then I'm going to wash them all and get those edges frayed and see if there's going to be any shrinking. And then I'll attach the Velcro and be done. So that's the plan. By Sunday, the bags should be completely finished and ready to send to school with my daughter. And that is really all I've got going on and spinning my wheels. Now, I want to warn you in advance that the next week is pretty much going to be filled with quilting. This episode, I'm recording it on Friday, but it probably won't be posted until Sunday. And both Saturday and Sunday this week, I've got quilting classes. The Saturday class is on hand quilting. So we're making that little 18-inch square I think I mentioned before. And that bad boy, it's like a three-hour class, and you end up with this 18-inch quilted square that is completely bound and everything by the time you're done. So that's actually the first quilty item I have ever made, and we will certainly have to see how that goes. And then Sunday, I'm taking a beginning quilting class with my friend at the same shop, at my local fabric shop. It's called Jackman's Fabrics, and they have one on the St. Louis side of the water and one on the Illinois side, and I really like that shop. The people there are really super nice. So we'll see if we're still friends with them after this quilting class, because I don't know how the teachers are. Hopefully they're nice and very knowledgeable, and I end up super de duper happy by the time it's done. But anyway, I told you that my plan was to, for the beginner quilter class is do all the work that we do in class and then come home and over the next week reproduce all that work on a different fabric for my second daughter. So it's really, really, really going to be a heavy sewing week and I apologize in advance for that. Of course, I've got to squeeze some knitting in or I'll never get that tank top done. So I really think that I'm going to end up doing a lot of like quilting, not quilting, sorry about that, I really think I'm going to end up doing a lot of knitting, like during my lunch break at work and stuff like that. TV time with the family and things like that. So we will have to see. And that's what I've got coming up in the week to come in my crafty goodness. And that's really all I've got this time in spinning my wheels. This week, and put my spin on it, I have my last part of my four-part series on the Spindies sampler that I received. Now, if you recall, I have, I spun five samples, plied them, and then talked about them with a final thought. Then I, last week I spun five samples, and now I'm gonna talk about the plied and washed final product that I got from those. Got a little extraneous background noise going on here. Sorry about that, I will edit it out, and you'll never know it was ever there. Ha ha. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. All right, I plied them all up on the spindle, each of them the exact same way. Then I soaked them all for about 15 minutes in a hot bath with a little soak and set the twist and then hung them to dry. And now I'm looking at all these wonderful little purpley yarns that I have made and I'm super happy with all of them. 
The first of which was the Merino and Bamboo Blend from Natch Woolly. I really enjoyed it. When I was spinning the bamboo, it felt very stiff, but once it was plied up completely with the Merino, it is super soft and lovely. And the bamboo gives it a texture that I'm not used to, but it also has a very lovely sheen like spread throughout the entire sample that makes me super happy. It's adorable, it spun up really well. Like I said, the only difficulty I had with that was my own inexperience in spinning bamboo. But I would definitely try her product again to help me build on that experience. It was very nice, lovely. Next, Moonlight and Laughter was Blueface Luster Superwash, and it appeared to be kettle dyed. Final product is very soft and squishy, and that may just be the way that I spun it, but it's really nice. The dye job was nice, and so was the fiber preparation. And it yielded about 33 yards at a kind of a thick and thin worsted weight. Next in my batch of lovelies is the Smoothie Specialty Bat from Wild Hair Fiber that I told you was my favorite, favorite color. And it still is. I think of all of these five, there's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful lavender to silvery purple. And it's so pretty. And there's just the subtlest, subtlest bit of sparkle in this yarn. It makes me super happy. It held its dye very, very well in the bath. And the final product is lovely. I will certainly be popping over to her shop to see what else she has. I think she did a fantastic job on the dye for this. And it was, I considered it very unique and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And her work makes me happy. And I can see myself patronizing her shop in the future. All right, I did that thing again where I lost the card on one of these, and as I am in the middle of my craft room spring clean, it, it's so not showing up. But I will figure it out when I get to the photo portion and put it in my projects, and you'll know exactly which one it is. So this is the fourth sample, and it's lovely. This one had a lot more bling in it than the wild hair fiber, and when I was spinning it, it seemed a little rougher with the, I think it's Andalina or Firestar. I'm not sure which is which. I'm not that experienced. I'll have to look if I had the card and know exactly what it was. Anyway, it seemed a little rougher to spin because of that. But once it was spun and plied, that roughness of the synthetic fiber does not affect the final product at all. It's spun up super soft and squishy, and it's absolutely lovely. All right, one more. This is the final of the five. And the card has fallen. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Oh, there it is. Okay. The Hampton Artist Yarns Organic Merino, I think, is my overall favorite of the five. This organic merino, if you recall, spun up super duper easy. It was lovely, super soft, so soft that, like, when you touched it, it was like you weren't touching anything. It was like touching air. It was lovely. Now, the final product is like so squishy and dreamy. I love it. I think I'd be in love with this yarn no matter what the color. It spun up so lovely and so easy. And when it plied up and went through the soak, it turned out just absolutely stunning. I absolutely love it and will certainly be stopping over to her shop again to check out what she has. That The Organic Merino is to die for. It's super dreamy and I just loved it. It's fantastic, and it's something I need to get more of very, very soon. Well, that's all I've got in my spin on the Wisteria box from Spindies. Like I said before, 
It is a shame that they won't be accumulating the Spindy Sampler Box anymore. However, I think if you were to patronize any of these vendors that contributed to the box, you will not be disappointed in the product that you receive. And I am glad that I got the chance to spin them all and pick some favorites and figure out what I want to do in the future. And it helped me. It's one of the reasons I love samplers. It helps you shop around and get a little test, especially with the expansion of the online marketplace for spinning and yarny goodness. Next week in Put My Spin On It, I am going to chat a bit about the Rock and Sock Club Sheep to Shoe Kit. And that's all I've got. This week, I am all spun up about my listeners. I am thoroughly amazed. I've been doing this podcast for almost a year now, and every single communication that I've had with my listeners has been a sheer, sheer joy. And there's a couple things that I find most shocking. So in the past two weeks, I've had three donors, all of which were repeat donors, which I find absolutely amazing and wonderful and so generous beyond generous. Three people that donated to the podcast way back when I first got my first donate button activated came back to donate again. How awesome is that? Thank you, ladies. You know who you are. I really, really appreciate it. You're fantastic and wonderful. In addition, after almost a year, I got a note from somebody who wanted to send me something in the mail. That, too, has never happened before, and I found it to be completely awesome. So, Carrie, also known as Beetlejuice on Ravelry, saw a book that she thought I would like at, I believe it was like a church book fair, and she picked it up, I have no idea, probably like a quarter or something is what she spent on it, but it is How to Improve Your Quilt Stitching. It is a book on hand quilting that was originally published in 1954, but this one is the third edition that was published in 1987. It is super cute. It's a short little book. But it's got awesome little illustrations throughout, like hand-drawn illustrations of all of the different techniques she talks about and supplies and materials. And it's super cute. And I totally dig it. And I can't wait to get all the way through this book. And it should prove useful, especially with these classes I've got coming up in the next week. Thank you again to Carrie and all of the other listeners who have taken the time to contact me and donate to the podcast and just send me well wishes. You guys really totally make this podcast worth doing and I'm glad that we're becoming friends. It's great. Thank you for getting me all spun up this week. As I find myself on spring break, that means I have not been thinking about work or the military really much at all in the past week. It's been really nice to be on vacation, even if I'm just at my house cleaning. That is sometimes far better than being at work. And sometimes I find that I just need to separate myself from that, and it's been a wonderful opportunity to do so. So I don't have a whole lot going on in pre-flight checks, which is just fine with me. Really, the only thing I've got going on, of course, is taking the quilting classes. And with the quilting classes, the one thing I will be doing in conjunction is the fact that I have to pack up like a little sewing kit and take it with me to the class. That's really going to help me, I think, organize my travel sewing stuff that I'm going to be taking with me on my deployment. Aside from that, I've been working out a lot and trying to lose a little bit of weight and make sure I can pass my PT test before I leave for my deployment and making sure 
that this old body of mine will make it through the rigors of the harsh environment that I'm about to enter. And I know that's like short and sweet, but trust me, there's going to be a lot more going on in the next few weeks. I will definitely have some better updates soon. All right, everybody, it looks like we find ourselves in that place again. It is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. Thanks to all of you so very much for tuning in to hear me every week. And thanks for all of you who are just tuning in to try me for the very first time. I do so greatly appreciate it. To any of you who would like to donate to the podcast, please remember that our wonderful, wonderful listener, Knit Admin, is donating a copy of the book Spin Control as our donation incentive for the months of March and April. So for every dollar donated to the podcast, you'll receive one entry into the drawing at the end of the month of April. Thanks to all of you who have donated, stopped by iTunes, and left reviews. I certainly do appreciate it. And one final note, I wanted to apologize if there were any um, absolutely annoying changes to the audio quality this week. I promise not to make it a habit, but in the spirit of spring clean, I just had to do it. I got a lot done while I was chatting with you, and hopefully this time next week, the house will be pristine and I won't have anything left to tackle. Thanks again. And to close things out, this week's song is called You Can't Find Me by Karis Thompson. And as always, you can get the show notes and all the details about this episode at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com. Catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl or follow me on Twitter as a joyful girl made. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. Cycle on the sidewalk, offering up a headbutt, do the London sidestep, summer smiles but no you. Ignore voices in my head, monsters where I tread, Amsterdam's no place to be, it's a bad dream without you. Hope I'm coming around the last bit, rocking and a rolling, peering off a cliff's edge. Take my chances, hope I make this We can make this So